Well, I can't believe we've already reached the end of the season, but let's dive into it. Brigade on Paradise Found. Welcome to Paradise Found, the official Almost Paradise After Show. I am Yel Teagle. I am Kira Lynn. Kira, we are talking about the season two finale. This is season two, episode 10, Brigade. What did you think about this episode? It's the finale! <laughs> I was so excited to see that we are back in the jail. <laughs> um, well, let's get there. <laughs> I want to start with, because I think that you and I switched this episode. When when Alex gets arrested, here are my thoughts. Okay. I went, either Jace Vargas has framed him to get him into the prison to kill him. My other thought was that the chief is corrupt. Okay. Then I thought it was on purpose to get him in there to take out or deal with Vargas, which is what Kai and Ernesto thought. Um, and then I was, as soon as they thought it, I went, well, obviously that's not it. There's no way that the chief and Alex would be like, yes, let's send you to prison to murder someone. You know, I didn't have most of those thoughts because I just know Alex Walker. Obviously, Alex wouldn't break the law. He just wouldn't. That's, you know, that we've loved him, you know, two seasons this far. Why would he do that? Made no sense. I didn't buy it for once. Thank goodness. <laughs> right? But I can't tell you how many times I've thought that Chief Ocampo has been corrupt. Right. So that's exactly where I went. But that's kind of just a rolling theme for me. I, I'm i just like, he's suspicious because of his, you know, he wants to be the governor. And he's just doing the so many different things to, you know, help him politically. So I immediately thought that. Right. It feels like it could have been that the chief was corrupt and working with Vargas to frame Alex to put him in the jail. I there I am really impressed with how well you picked up on what was happening. I won't even say that it was that I picked up on it. I just was like, well, maybe Chief Ocampo is is <laughs> corrupt. I don't know. And then I just rolled with it. I didn't think anything else. You go so, you're so logical, right? And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. Give it to me. Tell me, tell me where we're going. All right. So once we discover what the situation is, right, that um, Alex is sent undercover with the chief and the uh, warden, they are all three in on it to send him undercover to find out what Jace Vargas is up to. I... Maybe it's because I watch a lot of these shows, but I was like, the warden's bad. There's no question in my mind. Without him doing anything, I was like, the warden's bad. And you got it. Yeah. You totally got it. I, at that point when Ocampo gets on the phone with the warden and then, you know, it's revealed that, you know, oh, I hope Alex is able to complete his mission with your help. That's the only time that I was like, okay, okay, Alex is on a mission. But how is is he on this mission? And maybe Alex isn't aware that the chief is corrupt. Mm. You know, I was still on that sort of boat, but I never I didn't think it was the warden. The warden's always bad. Friends. Really? Wardens are always bad. Noted. Um, I, My warden's, warden's always bad. bad. Yes. Um, I, I think that what I really enjoyed about this finale is it wasn't 
it you know you were talking about a whodunit earlier in the season this was this was a what's happening yes <laughs> yes so, in so many different ways which makes it such an interesting episode mm-hmm. um can we please just talk about Mikey? Yes. And Big so <laughs> I was like, and next, what makes it a great episode is not only the return of Mikey, but that Mikey is just like a boss in this jail. Yeah. And he made friends. He did. He made friends with um, with Big Bones and a bunch of criminals. I, the moment that they cornered Alex, I was sure that they weren't going to hurt him. Like, I don't. I know that that's what we were doing because it's just like, was it last episode where the chief was like, come into my office to Kai? And then he was like, great news. It was the same. It's the same thing where they were like, we need to talk to you. And I love the moment where they say that we're here because of you. And he says, you know, it could have been major crimes you committed. I'm just saying. Yes, he put them there, but they committed crimes first. Yes. I, of course thought that Alex was about to get in a big old fight (laughs) that he was going to have to take on all of these guys and I was going to be very disappointed that he was going to have to kick Mikey's butt like I that's where I was and of course I was wrong (laughs) I'm always wrong I think that once we get into the weeds of what is happening with Jace Vargas and his team and the murder at the prison it's really um, murky and and complicated so to have mikey there and big bones yeah big bones oh man what a fun mikey and big bones now that is also a show i would watch yes or when they come out of jail they can be part of the super team (laughs) i think you know mikey's superpower would be karaoke and distraction yes see i think i think this would work okay so we have I think multiple super teams going on. Yes, here, we right? do. So, or we just keep adding. To we the just super keep adding. Because right now our super team is Alex, Kai, Ernesto. Yes. Angelo. Yeah. Uncle Johnny. Yes. Rita. And at some point we have to bring Lolo Silvio back just because he was fun. Sure, Lolo Silvio, <laughs> Mikey, and Big Bones. Yes. I'll tell you who else needs to be on the team. Who? Uh oh. Evelyn and Claire. <laughs> I don't think Claire wants anything to do with his life. She's the getaway driver. True. True. But after Evelyn in the season finale of season one almost died, <laughs> I think life in Sri Lanka is good good enough for her. <laughs> Fine. But that's good, though. But let's get back to the season yes. finale. Um, we have this moment at the end where we lay it all out and explain everything uh, that Vargas is up to. What did you think about this reveal that, you know, he's been lying, manipulating, and killing his own people? How did you feel about that? I'm a little surprised that he had to manipulate the prisoners because I would just feel like he's already just this sort of menacing person as is. But when it's revealed that he is not the big boss, that the big boss is actually the warden, and it's the warden that's really calling all the shots and not necessarily Jace, then I was like, okay, this now makes sense. Interesting. I feel like it... I do understand Jace's uh, need to do all these things to, like, keep his power because, right, we see them and without power, he's Nothing. he's just a man. He's just a man who's left there all alone. And so to see that he needed to do all these things to control everybody made sense. So before we wrap up the story in the prison, we do have an epic fight between Jace and Alex. Um, I really love 
the stunts in this show. We see them every episode, but to see this fight where Jace has a knife was really, really intense. Yes. I even wrote it down here. It says, Jace cuts Alex with knife. <laughs> I hate this scene. <laughs> Hated it. I I don't like seeing people hurt, and, and especially seeing Alex cut. You know, we already saw Jace shoot him, and mm-hmm. obviously Alex dodged that. Because he was wearing a bulletproof vest, but to see... To see how big that knife was, to see that Jace had the upper hand. I think what was really interesting about the fight was to see that Jace is not skilled at hand-to-hand combat, which makes sense because that's not his method of killing people. He's a waterboarder. Right. So he he uses control and manipulation so he doesn't have to get into this type of fight. He's like a cult leader. So the episode starts with Kai at her going away party and it ends with her coming back party. I do appreciate that it's pointed out that she didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Um, I We've talked a lot about Kai and her need to move forward and her wanting to move on but not wanting to lose her family. And I appreciate that at the end, we see the four of them together and we know that this family isn't going anywhere. Yes. The dreams can change. And I think that her dream was to do this. But now that she got it, she realized that was not her dream anymore. Her yeah. dream was more family, and she's got that family here. And during the episode, we all, I, we, I knew she wasn't going. Did you know that she was not going? I knew she wasn't going. I also knew that Alex was not selling the gift shop, especially because he could sell the ranch. But the ranch has been in his family for decades. But this is his family now. What Aside from the ranch itself, what did he have at home, right? True. Claire's with Bob. Uh, Evelyn's gone. True. He, his whole life is here now. He has memories. Yeah, but memories aren't going anywhere. Now he has Rita. He has Ernesto. He has Kai and the Chief. And now he's selling the ranch, and now he has enough money to keep the gift shop open. And maybe fix his boat. And maybe fix his boat. <laughs> Let's keep talking about this episode with the cast and the crew. All right, let's talk about the season finale brigade. We got the return of Dante Bosco. Mm -hmm. Um, What an incredible way to wrap up the season. Really was. Yeah. How did you feel wrapping it up and, and, you know, tying up some loose ends? Well, I mean, it's it's always sad to to wrap a season up, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes you don't know if you're wrapping up a, a show. Yeah. You know, but to wrap up a season, you know, like it's it's different because I have to go home. You know, everybody has to go to their to their own place. And we got we're so close and we're in, um, you know, listen, I'm going to say something that's going to sound horrible to some people, but I absolutely love it. And I'm so fortunate. I didn't have one day off, not one day off. And we had the weekends, which is you have to for SAG. But I didn't have one day off. There was no there was not one day on this shoot that I had the day off. You know, I may have had one scene, but I still had to come into work. So I was with these guys for six months, everybody, you know, the, the girls and the guys. And, and, you know, so it became my family. And on and, th- and like I said, you start getting sad around nine, ten. And then so this was ten. And we knew, you know, that it was coming to a close and all that kind of stuff for uh, for the season. And um, and then it was just really, really great. Dante came back in. Mikey Bustos was back. Yes. In, you know what I mean? And Mikey's such a great guy. Um, and my friend Eric, my friend Ricks comes back. Big Bones came back, and I told him, I said, man, I'm going to get you in somehow. So he got to come back, and I thought it was really cool because I'm the one that put him in jail. I'm the one that put him there. 
can we talk about working with Dante and having him be the villain mm. of the season? I mean, how how far along in advance as an executive producer did you know that this is the guy that you guys wanted to have play Jace Vargas? I didn't know. Dean doesn't necessarily always tell me that kind of stuff, and, and I didn't know until he got there. I'd met him before. I met him coming off of a plane on the Philippines the first season when me and Dean flew home. I went to set, and Dean goes, we're leaving tomorrow at 1230. I was going to stay for two weeks after we wrapped first season. Dean goes, no, we're out. We walked, we flew out of Cebu into Manila, and as we walked through the gates of Manila, they were shutting the doors and locking them. We were on the last flight out of the Philippines to Los Angeles. Most of our crew got stuck here for like three to four months. Wow. Um, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and Dante was on that plane. So I met Dante on that plane. And so, uh, you know, it's funny because Dante is not, not Dante is not who uh, the waterboarder is. Dante's such a nice guy and so much fun to be around. He we, is the We've nice had drinks. Guy. We've had dinner. You know, he's just such a great guy. So it's funny to watch. Because I was there with him, and I'm in the I'm in the role and all this other kind of stuff. And but until I actually watched it on film, he's a perfect bad guy, and he's not even close to being that guy. He's such a good guy and a nice guy, and we were dancing and like uh, he, he's such a good guy. So it was fun to see him really nail that role. I was I was very proud when I saw it. That was good. I mean, I'll never forget that water slide fight. Was just, that was me. We were peas in a pod, man. We would laugh and jump and splash around and then go back up and fight all the way down and then splash around and go back. It was just so much fun. Man. And we, he had so many ideas and the stuff that he wanted to do, and it was really fun to, to have a fresh perspective man, at that point in the, in the show. I love the way the big reveal at the end of the season, we've been leading up to this moment, um, to have Ocampo come into the jail. He's taken down the 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 warden. He's taken down um, Jace. He's taken down everybody. Um, I loved this big reveal and to see that Mikey was really helping all along. Did you see all of this coming or were you surprised when you read the script? Not entirely surprised because he had that talk with him when, when Mikey was caught. You'll have to answer for your role in this. Hmm? Well, we'll see how we can get you a reduced sentence or preferential treatment. Meanwhile, I suggest you make good use of your time in there, okay? So that was connected. That was connected. Then later on, they were working together. Turns out that they were working together. So yeah. I'm I'm impressed. I was I did not see it coming. I was very, <laughs> very surprised that Mikey was actually helpful and in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was not he he also had the conscience. Mm-hmm. He, he also had the conscience, even uh, his character. He showed that also. His character Absolutely. showed that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, all season I've been adding people or hoping that people get added to the team, right? I wanted yeah. uh, cousin Angelo to join the team. I want Uncle Johnny to join the team. I want Mikey <laughs> when he gets out of jail to join the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I feel like the team could grow and it could use some people. Mm-hmm. It also depends, I guess, on reactions of the audiences, right? Yeah, it shows like this, yeah. Absolutely. Where the audience reacts, uh, they, they they react to uh, performances or to the characters that have been uh, that have been very interesting to them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think the writers I, they pick it up. Yeah, I've been uh, reacting to Ocampo all season. Every move he makes, I go, no, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And then, <laughs> We end the season with him potentially being a bad guy. And then turns out he was a good guy from the beginning. I have <laughs> trust issues. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've learned. 
uh, that's a uh, uh, what do you call this? Um, smart writing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, is yeah. there anything else you want to tell us about season two that we may not know about? There are a lot of action scenes. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of playing, silliness, seriousness. So I think it's a more compact um, season. Very interesting, very entertaining. And of course, I'm very proud of uh, Cebu, our country. Uh, Cebu, I'm very proud of it. And uh, it's really going to show um, again, you know, how beautiful uh, our island of Cebu is. Yeah, absolutely. And the people as well, including me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, totally. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for your time and for joining us on the official after show. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, I had fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's take it to the finale for game. Um, I have to ask you, Sam. Yes. Do you think Kai should have left? I think that no matter what, she loves her family. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, that's always been important to her, even though she does strive to be the best in her career she's she has that soft side to her where if she has her family and everybody who she loves around her she'll be fine but um i still think she's gonna kick butt in whatever whatever path she takes from here on out even though she didn't take the manila gig what has made season two so special for you the people that i get to work with like it's really just coming back into the second season with the same people i worked with who are just just amazing and their energies are just they can't be matched and i'm just really so lucky to be able to work with that team like it's crazy um that's really what it was like coming back and being able to be with my family again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I did love that you see more of Kai's colors and layers, and it's not just, you know, strict, I'm so tough, mm-hmm. you know? You actually see more of who she is as a person. You see her laughing you and see her smiling. smiling. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, having that fun... What I loved is the you really see more of the friendships, mm-hmm. You know the the hanging out at the um, at the gift shop with during the fight, and you know seeing that sort of you know scenario, or you know cheering with the beers with you know uh, uh, Lockhart at the mm-hmm. end, mm-hmm. or even at the you know the very f- the, that very final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed seeing the journey this season. How about you? Oh, absolutely! I think that we got so much more of Kai this season, mm-hmm. um, and. My favorite character. <laughs> no, you did not. You did not tell I me did. that. Oh, she did. Oh, oh yeah, she did. I now, if that. Sam was only wearing glasses and she was... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. 
Well, Samantha Rochelle, thank you so much for sitting down with us for all 10 episodes of Almost I love this. This was so much fun. Thank you. We can do it again, season three. Yes, please. I don't know about you, but I know that I didn't get enough of Mikey Bustos, so we got to sit down with him to talk to him about the finale. First of all, did you know that Mikey was coming back? Did you know that it was more than one episode? Okay, well, they had told me they would just bring me back for, you know, uh, another episode. And I thought it was this maybe a little tiny cameo or something, but turns out Mikey was involved in the... in the story like it turns out he was conspiring um and you know, reading that script too i was just like this is this mikey character i tell you <laughs> people are ready for this mikey character i loved the season finale because it was very murder mystery-esque because you're unraveling who the real bad guy is and at the same time The bad guy could have been Mikey, and we didn't know this. So it was an interesting story for the Mikey character to play. Um, And again, as an actor, that is so fun, being able to help help tell the story in a way that the viewers will, will be engaged and be like, hmm, is it Mikey who's this ultimate bad guy? But in the end, turns out he's he's a good guy. Did you really think that Mikey was the bad guy? Well, I mean, you just never know. It's a bunch of criminals, right? I really love the writing in Almost Paradise. I even love the writing in season one. When they asked me to be part of season two, I went back and watched the episodes of season one and I couldn't put it down. And all my friends, I've converted them to uh, AP fans. Um, and it's just, it, I, I really enjoyed being part of this project and I'm super grateful for it. The first episode we met Mikey, he he really doesn't work with too many other people. In this episode, he's very involved and, you know, he works directly with Alex. Tell me about working with Christian. Oh, my goodness. After wrapping up the season finale, I had to write a pretty lengthy email to Dean talking about how much I really loved working with Christian. Christian is just supremely talented. And it was such a a masterclass in acting. What blew me away was how he can sort of zoom out and see what the camera sees. His cadence is perfect. He's really crafted the Alex character well. Just brilliant actor. And I learned so much from him and he's just so kind. I can sing my praises forever about working with Christian. I love that. Um, He's, you know, well known for his stunts and his fighting and, and all of that. Um, did you learn anything from him about fighting and stunts? It's funny because at the time uh, of shooting, I had a slip disc. I had injured myself at the in my back. So if through most of the shots, especially during f- season finale, I am in so much pain and on a bunch of pain meds. So oh. I couldn't do as much physical activity. Now I'm fine. Um, but there were times that I saw Christian doing some really physical things and I, it just filled me with admiration and sometimes secretly in my room I will try to do different stunts and see like how my body could take it because eventually one day I would love 
love to do that and train for that kind of thing. It's really an awesome craft to be able to do your own stunts. And Christian does it like the best. Yeah. So it'll go singer, actor, stunts. Is that the... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, assuming Mikey returns and assuming we get a season three, because in my opinion, Mikey joins the team. I, I think that's what happens. But what would you like to see Mikey do in a season three? Oh, my goodness. We're going there with the conversation. <laughs> well, um, I I actually don't know. Well, you know, I, I look forward to hearing more about possibly Mikey's backstory. Um, because what we do know is that he just he wants to be a singer. And, you know, in the Philippines, where the story takes place, it's a singing culture. And like you heard in uh, episode five, everybody can sing. So it's it's a tough business to get into and to see if 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 Mikey's character also does eventually get to become a singer, perhaps, or sing to some capacity. Um, but yeah, I would love for the Mikey character to come back. Hopefully the um, AP fans um, enjoy the Mikey character in the season two. And it was really a dream come true to help Mikey come to life in the series. Well, let's talk about this finale because we really got to understand what's going on. This finale is a doozy, boy. <laughs> you know, we've talked about how villainous and evil Jace is. But man, like this episode, it it comes out even more. I mean, in episode five, yeah, you drown. You, you physically feel, drown a guy. Yeah, sure. yeah. But like, you know, you're shanking people. Yeah. You know, like, so I can only imagine what it was like to be able to get into that sort of character with that environment. Did it make you even more? Oh, yeah. We, it, we I, you know, we, me and Christian went for it on this one. I mean, you kind of like kind of push each other because we, you know, you we're in this prison and then we we end up starting this war. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're there and you're a bunch of guys, a lot of testosterone going on. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. We hope there's some it, axe body spray going was on. Was it hot in the Philippines? It was. <laughs> is the heat is unreal, oh. unreal heat, and uh, is it was like you know we were doing gladiator. It was thrilling. It was thrilling to do. It was thrilling to kind of push each other. Because when you're, when you act in these things, uh, you know, you shoot these big scenes and you shoot coverage, and so you have time to really see what each other are doing, and that inspires and influences what you do on e- either side. So uh, it becomes there's a fight and there's a battle going on. But then even when you're acting, there's a there's an artistic fight and battle going on to try to match each other and try to give each other something and try to uh just impact each other on the screen off the screen off camera and so me and Christian really had a great just dynamic in doing that and had a great time in doing it pushing each other and being impressed with each other like oh you can do that <laughs> and so all that happened and then of course once we get into the fight it's you know Christian's great with Francis and with 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 Christian it's like Francis is, is a, like a actor's kind of director he loves story he loves character and so we're constantly delving into that and uh and he pushes you pushes everybody and i think that works a lot and it's, it's a good time it's rough sometimes <laughs> but uh we we kind of get into it and i think we we i think we scratched some good stuff oh you absolutely did mm-hmm. absolutely yeah can you talk to us about what it's like 
working in the entertainment industry in the Philippines, especially like this, having worked in Hollywood for as long as you have? Being a part of, you know, Philams, Filipino-Americans, going home to work in the Philippines, it's a really beautiful time. We, I think uh, Dean and I are part of this wave, or maybe even leading the wave about building bridges to... Uh, to other countries, not just the Philippines, but definitely, you know, Dean has worked, shot in many other countries around the world, but also to build one back to the Philippines to uh, shoot there, to use local talent both in front of and behind the camera, and then bring you know, key talent from the States or Europe or, or beyond to work there. It's a, it's a amazing new experience, and I part of the thing is trying to like create a hybrid kind of filmmaking that's um it's not about being ugly americans going into a, a foreign country and go, oh we do it better than everyone else there are good and bad stuff that we do here but there are good and bad stuff that they do there and there are ways to improve what they're doing there mm-hmm. and while taking the good stuff that they already do but also bring some of the stuff that we do on the american side that can improve the whole um just the way you make films there the product and so Hopefully what we're doing in the Philippines is not only just creating a very cool product for the whole world, but also improving uh, just how films are in the, in the industry in the Philippines and kind of like bringing, bringing it up so we can all, you know, everyone can rise together. You guys are elevating the Elevating, industry. that's a good word. Elevating the industry. Mm-hmm. But he's also going out there and, and, and choosing some of the great talents that work, you know, the artists in the Philippines, again, so many different actors and uh, and artists and filmmakers and crew people from production design to everything, but also giving them some real American experience, mm-hmm. which is really great, and also give some of these actors in the Philippines a, a pathway to be seen here in the states in the world. So I think that's really beautiful. Also for me as a Filipino American to go to the Philippines and work and also be seen by my just homeland community there. It's again, it's a bridge of something new that's happening, and I think it's something really beautiful. Here's some more with director Francis Delatore. Congratulations on such an amazing episode to end the season. Thank you very much, you guys. First of all, it was an honor to do that episode. Uh, Dean and I talked about it quite a bit because. It's such an emotional anchor for the whole show, right? And whatever the future holds for our show, I felt that that was a very satisfying ending. Like whether we continue or we we don't continue, that ending, I think, gives us both very poignant possibilities. Do you feel a lot of pressure, uh, you know, being the one responsible for the finale, especially making a finale that could serve as a finale finale yeah uh no and i'll tell you guys why because dean is so um he he's such a generous dude that like really he basically said listen if there's any doubt lean on me right call me whenever whatever hour and of course we were 15 hours ahead right so there were very uh you know inopportune times where i would think like man dean might not pick up and he would sometimes text me, right? And say, hey, look, are we sure, you know, you good and everything's okay? And not in a not in a way where he's like checking on me. I mean, he's really just like, if you need me, I'm here. And of course I would take him up. Who would be 
dumb enough not to take up that offer from Dean Devlin, right? So, of course, anytime I had a question, so to answer your your question, I didn't feel the pressure because of Dean's guidance through it. I felt like I was going to be able to get what he wanted. So you also worked on episode five and where Dante Bosco is the villain and he comes back in episode 10. Did you know that when... um, did you know that uh, going into episode five that you were also going to be doing the finale and also working with Dante again? We, we There was a possibility that Dean might have done the finale, um, but I always knew that Dante was coming back. We we had already discussed it. And, and when, D, when Dante did episode five, I mean, I think his first day, we threw him in the middle of like heavy dialogue and he was like, wow, like I'm not even in the villain mode yet, right? But Thank goodness he got it and he, you know, he nailed it. But in 10, I think I felt like he was really in it. Like he was already like, you know, he was the waterboarder. And so, you know, I just kind of let him, let him do his thing. That's so fun. I I love that this finale really ties the season together, right? Like Mikey is back. Uh, the waterboarder is back. Everything's coming to a head. Um, we also have the whole Kai storyline with what yeah. she's planning to do. Um, I just, I love that it all. I don't have a question. I just wanted to tell you how much I love that it comes together. Yeah, no, it's so great. And and they're even like, I don't know if there were fans from the first season, but we even brought back the big dude from the first season, you know, yeah. the, the couple of the guys. And the, again, those were all great ideas of Dean. And he was very difficult to get back on the show because he's such a popular figure in the Philippines. But when he found out that it was for that same role and for Dean and for this show, he, I mean, moved heaven and earth to to get back for us. Like, you know, he even did a reshoot for us for a couple of scenes that we needed and, and that he changed his schedule so much. And of course, for us... For the American audience, they won't even really know, right? Like how how busy these people are. But like in in the Philippines, especially that guy, I actually didn't even know that that he was that. Um, um, but Eric Tai is his name, lo- lovely actor and, and such a nice. He's such a hulking. I mean, you know, the joke on set is like, okay, who's gonna fight Eric Tai? <laughs> we were all like, no one. <laughs> What do you think is so special about this season and this show? You know, honestly, I think that one of the things that gratifies me the most as a Filipino um, American filmmaker is that there are many and I've been at it for a few more years than some of the younger directors and cinematographers. And I and I believe the talent level in the Philippines is getting better and better. And every year I, I I see projects coming out of there that are getting better and better. And I think that the meaningful thing is that for somebody like Dean, who also has obviously a, a, a tie to the country, it's so special that he's the one that actually made, it's the first American show that airs in North America and all over the world that was shot in the Philippines for the Philippines with Filipino actors playing Filipino actors, right? I mean, this is a very, I know that it's not talked about enough maybe, but I think that's such a unique thing for Dean to have brought and and hopefully we'll be able to continue. But, but if this is it, 
even just what we've done now has already, I think, put a spark in 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 the Filipino film industry. Everybody who worked on the show, who um, crew members who have worked on the show, told told me when when we came back that anybody that they saw from our crew from season one on other shows, they felt had an effect on on the set. And I thought like, wow, that was such a gratifying thing to hear, right? Like, and and I believe that there is a push now in in um in the Philippines to to try to get and try to make um projects more uh internationally viable. Because of course they have a thriving uh uh industry in in, in the country. They're they're the, the Filipinos love watching TV, love watching movies, right? Box office there is huge before the pandemic. But I think our 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 show and, and a couple like our show. But ours being the first English language one as well, I think, which is kind of important, um, I think is is the beginning or at least another step forward in trying to find projects that are um, that are yeah more internationally viable. Which is Dean's thing. I mean, he's always felt like, man, if if we're gonna make a dent internationally from the Philippines, it has to be stuff that can cross over, right? The uh, Korean cinema was so good at it. I mean, they got an Oscar film. I mean, they 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 have an Oscar win now. We we should be able to get that. I think we'll get that at some point, or or they will, or we will, whatever the collective is. We are the collective, Francis. I, yeah. I you know there's I mean, the internet may say other things, but you know, my parents immigrated here decades ago. I grew up here, but I still have you know. Yeah, my DNA, you know, and you I know, what's, in what's interesting is, is finding that audience, that initial audience of your, um, your uh, generation and your, or your ilk, well, uh, what, I guess you're a first generation, is that what it's called? Because I was born there, right? I was born there, I, I grew up there. So if we're able to find projects that can harness the audience of uh, the ones who were born in Filipino Americans and Filipino Filipinos who live in America, even just that, I think, is such a huge boon already. If we can target that audience, which I think Almost Paradise is the perfect show for that, right? Somebody like you can watch it. So a Filipino who grew up in the Philippines can certainly watch it. If you start just with that audience and then all the Christian Kane fans, whatever, everybody else, I think that's a really good start for a show like ours. All the Christian Kane fans. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's a lot of the the Kaniacs. Those Kaniacs. Love those guys. And um, yes, in my in my um, uh, gratitude towards the directors who were very instrumental for our season, I forgot to mention our uh, very intrepid crew from the Philippines. Um, I'd like to mention specifically our uh, production designer Digo Ricio and his big bulb staff who were. I mean, just incredible throughout the whole season, especially during that finale where they built the entire inside of that prison and exterior of the prison as well. It was incredible. Um, I also have to thank the camera guys, Pau Orendain, his um, and and their and his staff, Malay Javier, Jr. Our um, our Steadicam guy, and Leandro, the crazy guy who we threw down the. Um, the uh water water park shot he's he's incredible all those guys are fantastic and of course our ad staff um ali villanueva 
who was um, mentored by our terrific AD from um, Dean's Serbian crew, Rados Vucic, who is incredible. I hope I'm not butchering Rados's name. Rados, how are you, my friend? And of course, our continuity people who are very instrumental in keeping Dean's vision um, throughout the show. They helped me very much through the course of all the directors, uh, Tofi and LJ, who were terrific as our uh, script supervisors. I'm sure there's so many more, and I know that uh, I'll forget the, many of the people who helped us on the ground, but I definitely want to mention, um, I want to mention those people who are very, very instrumental to us. And thank you for the time that you've given me to, um, to mention those guys, along with the directors who I mentioned earlier. Thank you very much. We sat down with Christian Kane and Samantha Rochelle to talk about this episode. At the beginning of the finale, Kai's decided she's leaving. There's a going away mm -hmm. party. Um, but Alex gets arrested. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know your thoughts either before you read the script or before you heard the story. I mean, I read it always thinking that he was behind it all. Oh. Just because <laughs> I, I mean, just because it's Alex. <laughs> I figured something out on the spot, which I love doing because it rarely happens with me. I knew what was going on, this and that. I knew that I was going to have to play aloof, that I didn't know what was, you know, happening or, you know, just have everybody not do it. And then I got to set and I, there's this huge party scene and this really extravagant thing that the art department did that the that set. I mean, it's just really, really beautiful that day. And I'm sitting there and then the cops start coming up. And I had this overwhelming feeling, even though I knew it was going to happen. I had already read the script. I had this overwhelming feeling that I let her down, that I let Kai down. And then I started thinking, if I'm in character right now, and I don't know the end of the script, am I going to survive? This may be the last time I ever see her. And you could see it on my face. I mean, when, when I knew they were coming in like this, it's like, I'm getting ready to leave. There's no guarantee I'm making out of this alive, and there's probably a 65% chance that I won't. And so if you'll notice, when you, you know, the last thing I do is I'm looking at her, and then I walk away, and it's literally like, let me take a picture of Kai, because this may be the last time I ever see her. And so that plays throughout the thing for me. And we filmed it early. Because then we went to the prison. So we filmed that thing early, like right off the bat, which was nice for me because that moment mm -hmm. that I figured something out, I could play for the rest of the time. Oh, wow. And I think that's why one of my favorite scenes we did this year was one of the last scenes we shot. And it was me, her, and him in the broom, broom closet. It was just us three. And I just absolutely loved that scene. It was like, it was, it was to me, it was some of the best acting we've done and it was just, it was heartfelt, and it was us, and we were all a little bit sad because we knew that we would be splitting up like the day after, you know what I mean? So it was all, and uh, but but it but it came back, and I'm playing it from that exact moment, and I was just going to play it as, oh, I got busted, I'm leaving, and it wasn't until she came down and she walks over, and I saw her face, and I'm like, this might be the last time that Alex ever sees Kai, and so I just used that moment throughout the rest of the thing, wow. and at the very end, if you'll notice, you know, there's a very great moment that that we kind of created me and her together and uh and he's happy he's he's staring at her thank you so you're welcome okay 
And so it was, but it's funny. I love finding stuff out like that. I knew the script. I thought I knew what I was going to do at that moment. And then I realized this thing has something completely different going on. So it was fun for me. That's a, probably a long story, but it's like, but it really meant something to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it, it beautifully complements the way the season ends with the four of them on the beach mm-hmm. and, and just seeing them as a family unit, right? If you think about the beginning of the show. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, that it wraps up. I felt it was the right time. Alex is now going to tell her what he was going to tell her in the Couples Retreat episode. Just thought about what's really important to me, and it wasn't being in Manila. You're happy with this decision. I'm at peace with it. And then Sophia, Rita comes in ruins it and he you know he's just gonna tell her and then he's just about to tell her again and art comes in and ruins it and he drags her away and he never gets to tell her you know because that makes you want to know what is alex gonna say to her the next time you see him in season three yeah he looks like you had something to say say. (laughs) it's like yeah what was he gonna say exactly Thank you so much for joining us all season long here on Paradise Found, the official Almost Paradise after show. I have loved chatting with you, Kira, and I cannot wait to keep chatting with everybody on social media at Almost Paradise After Show. Until the next time, I'm Yael Teagle. I'm Kira Lynn. We'll see you then.